Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 8. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she is received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, and the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are the grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, that's nostalgic for me because growing up every Sunday, uh, Harry Reader would, would say after reading the passage, instead of just saying, this is the word of the Lord, he would say, the grass wears and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. By his grace and mercy, may it be preached for you this morning. Please be seated. Love so, it. a little Briarwood awesome. uh, throwback there, there. Shout out to the Briarwood Lions out there. But here we are in Isaiah. Today is a monumental day for people who both listen to our daily rhythm and go to church at Christ's Covenant, which is because we are starting to go through a 15 chapter chunk of Isaiah and. Uh, we are starting Colossians in church. So, and Will Kynes, the auspicious muse of ODR who lines all this up, um, he has this little note in our reading schedule uh, where he kind of is explaining his rationale and saying that Isaiah, these chapters we're going to go through 40 through 55, is they're very harmonious with the themes of Colossians. So the themes that Isaiah is proclaiming about God and about this coming Redeemer are very harmonious with what Paul is uh, setting forth to be true about Christ in Colossians. Um, So a a very, very uh, rich um, passage or or section of passages to be going through in tandem with Colossians. So uh, Brad, we're shifting gears here. We were just in a new testament New Testament epistle. Now we we are in Old Testament <laughs> prophecy, uh, which you will be very confused if you read in the same way. And Absolutely. I think most of us instinctually do read it the same way. So yeah, help us get into Isaiah forty mm. mindset. Yeah. So it seems that this book is it's written like in the eighth century BC, right? Yeah. I believe it's the what the Assyrian kind of captivity time, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but he's writing to like he's writing people at that time, but he's addressing this to like what's going to happen in the sixth century, I believe, the Babylonian mm-hmm. exile. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like so there's like this future within the history of Israel. There's this component that's that's there. So so it says what was saying like reading prophecy. 
I was looking recently at a good way to think about how prophetic books sometimes work, especially Isaiah. You, you sort of have this, like, you're trying to figure out, is, is he talking about something that's going to happen, like, now or at some point in the future, and then when in the future, some of these these uh, these passages. And so I think one of the ways I, I was shown to look at this is like thinking of like a mountain range. Mm. Like and I was in Colorado recently on a backpacking trip with with my with all my kids and me. It was awesome. But you sometimes you'll you'll come up upon from a distance you'll see the foothills, then you'll see a range behind it, and you'll see something way out there. And you know people like my sons that 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 know about these things. Yeah. Oh, well, that's uh, that's Long's Peak over there. Like, mm. So you have these different levels of what you can see. And so mm. in looking at prophecy, sometimes the, 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 the closest mountain, to use that metaphor, is like the biblical history of Israel. Like, so Isaiah and some of these words could be saying something is going to happen in the history of Israel's time, right? Mm-hmm. But then also at the same time, you could look at, the, at Christ's incarnation or his ministry, death, resurrection, and say, well, okay, Christ, what he's doing there is also alluding to what Isaiah is talking about. Hmm. And then you could also have Christ's second coming in the new heavens and new earth also being kind of referenced and all in the same kind of passage. So it's one of those books, it's not like what we were just, you know, in First Peter, where it's very like, here we are now, there is this hope of the future, but act this way today because of this. It's like it's very more or more command and you know, Peter's speaking to a specific group of people. Here it's like you have all these different layers. And so just helpful as you read this. Anyway, that's what I would say to start. No, that's helpful. No, super helpful. And yeah, you mm-hmm. know, prophetic literature <laughs> is it's we often use this mountain range image where mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you if you and if you listen to ODR for a long time, you've heard this, but if you land in Denver uh, and you're going to Breckenridge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then, you know, Denver, it, the like actual downtown area is very, very flat. Exactly. Um, it's kind of like a big plateau, especially, you know, there's like that long straight road leaving the airport, uh, which for different reasons is like my least favorite airport in the world because it takes <laughs> forever to get through. Um, but anyways, you are driving through this plane and you're kind of in like a basin and you just see out as you look west these massive mountains and it looks like a wall that you could like go up and touch you know and you would kind of expect Mm. if you've never been in mountains before that you would just like drive up and there would be like flat ground and then immediately like a 60 degree angle that would be the foot of the mountain and then all these mountains, all the ridges just kind of neatly connect like the Patagonia logo. And <laughs> you could just like walk across yeah, yeah. the ridges and then walk back down and then boom, you're back on flat ground. But as you drive towards mountains, you know, you gradually gain altitude. Your ears mm-hmm. start to pop. You start to get a little car sick. The, you know, you have these massive downhill yes. uh, stretches mm-hmm. and uphill stretches. And then you go through the epic Eisenhower tunnel which is just a big mountain pass and you come out on the other side so you've left Denver and now you're kind of in Mm -hmm. ski country Yeah, yeah. and it's crazy because on one side of the Eisenhower tunnel it's generally like there's little patches of snow and stuff like if you go in like March or February there's like some patches of snow but it's starting to melt away and you come out the other side 
and you are in this like different mm-hmm. world and you realize all these mountains are hundreds of miles apart and you know just there's massive amounts of mm-hmm. geological diversity and uh biological diversity it's in it's in its own world and that's kind of how prophecy yeah. is is you know there's all these things that are prophesied that will happen but the way that god actually works these things out as you were saying uh spans human history yeah. in some ways and you could interpret it many different mm-hmm. ways uh which would likely all be very faithful and one of the things that it helps us do is recognize the power of the word of God um, and and the words of God. You know, Isaiah 55, which is uh, where this is actually going to stop. It's uh, probably my favorite chapter Mm -hmm. in the whole Bible. There's this awesome little moment where God says, your ways are not my ways and your thoughts Mm -hmm. are not my thoughts, declares the Lord as you know, and he kind of goes in this whole thing of as high as the heavens are above the earth. So my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And so, Mm -hmm. That's really what prophecy helps us see in one Mm -hmm. sense is it helps us scale down and see the majesty of God's word, the complexity of God's word working throughout human Mm -hmm. history. So that's a big picture. Mm -hmm. But then uh, on the more like tangible side, it's filled with really rich promises like God speaking comfort to his people that warfare is ended or iniquity is pardoned. And on this side of the cross, we can actually claim these things for ourselves. So did you have any other thoughts on this? Yeah, I think this is this Isaiah 40. If you, if you, and we're going to start with 40, but previous to Isaiah 40, it's the tone of the writing is of Isaiah is more like maybe confrontational. Oh Yeah. And now it becomes Very more grim. like Will just said, assurance, mm. like it's hope and promise. And um, and I was I was reading about some a passage describing someone writing about this part of Isaiah. It's like they've compared it to like an orchestral crescendo. If you've been to an orchestra, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like the final movement, if you like, you know, a Beethoven of a mm-hmm. beautiful symphony, it kind mm-hmm. of builds. Yeah. And this last part of section of Isaiah kind of does that. And interestingly enough, I was these words of the scripture, I, I, I'd listen to Handel's Messiah. If you guys have heard of that, it's commonly played at Christmas, mm-hmm. even though it's about the Messiah. But the first part, it's a very famous part of 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 the uh, the first movement is actually considered like the Christmas part. Mm. But the first vocal parts of the of Handel's Messiah is Isaiah forty one through four, mm. and so I thought that was just kind of an interesting yeah. tie. It is it is sort of this assuring kind of like this is what alluding to the messiah will be who, who we are waiting for for salvation ultimately and starting with the christmas story mm-hmm. you know jesus's uh, arrival but but going back to isaiah and these comfort me uh, um, uh, passages and also like the valley will be made <laughs> mm-hmm. those passages are in there and um so i think it's just a, a an interesting just just to think about what what kind of um, language we're going to be seeing absolutely uh, as we go forward uh, on that and just the other part i would just say like the way this passage ends just 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 uh, this is beautiful like the god's word as as will said at the beginning um the eternal word of god is what lasts forever like mm-hmm. mankind is is changing and mm-hmm. fleeting and mm-hmm the things that we hear and see and it influence us in the world that are like kind of man-made mm-hmm. that, that, that get us sometimes are, are, 
and we feel tempted to kind of follow those things are are going to pass in faith. Mm-hmm. But God's word and His truth, we can anchor our life on and, and bank on. Absolutely, so love the way it ends. Anyway, absolutely, yeah. It's only going to get more clear and more rich from here. And so we're starting at this place of God saying, "Comfort my people," and uh, you know, really for the next fifteen chapters. We're gonna get just some of the most jaw-dropping, stunning, absolutely, yeah, vis- like pictures and promises of the comfort of God for His people. So, very, very excited to get through Isaiah 40 and all the way up through 55. And um, I think that it's gonna be rich, encouraging, and, and challenging in a great way. So, for Brad Smith, I'm Will Carlisle, and we're gonna continue on through Isaiah tomorrow on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404 404- 465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.